When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Season's greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am JP Motor. And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. JP, how you doing today, I'm man? I'm still doing fantastic. Hey. Just a few minutes ago, I was telling you how fantastic I am. Still rolling here yeah. on a part two we of the trilogy. Rolling. We keep rolling, we keep rolling, 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 like rolling. Limp Biscuit. That's right. That's, uh, that's a little, I was going to do like rolling on the river. Keep oh, that's probably but, more on brand for, for us. us. Yeah, but hey, we can keep rolling, rolling, rolling if you want. <laughs> what? There you go. Is that Fred Durst? Fred Durst just walked in the building. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah, we're jumping right in, and we're going to do an album listen through. Heck yeah! Tell them what we're. I listening mean, to. it's day one of season four. It's about time for an album listen through. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're in the middle of the. Uh, Genesis Family Tree Trilogy to open up season four. So I hope you guys are enjoying it. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, Next season, we'll go for four episodes and five. We'll (laughs) just go for one fewer than whatever season it is. That's right. (laughs) When we're in season 20, you know, in... in, We're going to drop 19 on the same day. 19 songs on the same day. There we go. (laughs) We're Uh, just going to do the whole Beatles number one album. Yeah, absolutely. Or number one's album. Yes, that's right. All 27 of those tracks. We're just going to hit them all. Uh, No, we're hopping in right now, right now, to Invisible Touch, the classic album from Genesis from 1986. I'm going to hit play on this album, and we're just going to listen to it. Me and JP are going to sit, listen, and enjoy. We've done some research. We've got some stuff. But most of what we talk about is just going to be us, our reactions as we listen. And we hope that you guys will listen along. Get yourself in you know, your car. Somewhere you got some good speakers where you can sit and, and put yourself through uh, this album with us. It's kind of like a mystery science theater. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're the guys, the little shadows in the corner. The I'll be we're, Crow. crow. Okay, Everybody wants to be Crow. You're Crow T-Row. No, I would be Tom Servo. Really? Yes. Okay, well, there you go. Sweet. Wow, oh, man. man. No wonder we're good at yeah, this together. Awesome. Man, so happy together. Anyway, here comes Invisible Touch in three, two, one, go. Woo! And we're in, guys. I've already got my roller skates on. That's right. <laughs> Great video. Oh, yeah. So we'll have to refrain ourselves from just singing over the top of this whole album. Absolutely. Because we're going to want to sing every song. I about jump straight in. Yep. Um, Phil Collins is actually singing into his sticks here on part of this yep. song. Um, he plays air guitar in this. I never realized that Phil Collins was left-handed till he, he plays his air guitar left-handed. Uh-huh. So that's one thing I noticed. Yeah, the concept of this video was kind of them being uncomfortable with making videos. Yeah. Like uh, Phil Collins had a... Um, kind of a background in musical theater and um and so he was a little bit more comfortable being out front being in in front of a camera that kind of thing so they were like you go ham it up and the other guys kind of hung back into their thing um and and um mike rutherford and tony banks the other two members of genesis at this point just a three-piece just a three-piece uh the running theme with them is going to kind of be that they're a little they're a little subdued for rock and rollers for for prog rockers especially Uh they're a little bit you know whatever but maybe as rockers go, do prog guys tend to be the more reserved, nerdy guys? I don't know. 
Oh. Like some of the people who make, I think about John Petrucci from Dream Theater, yeah. uh, even like Tom Morello from Rage Against Rage. the Machine. He writes everything on a nylon string acoustic guitar. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? They're yeah. just like kind of laid back. Like, anyway. This is their first and only number one single in the U.S. Yeah. How about that? You would think of all the Genesis out there, there would be more number one-age than this. Obviously, they had other hits. It's F- Phil Collins' favorite Genesis song. Is it? This is his favorite. Lots of uh, kind of weird instrumental departures in here. You know what I mean? This album represents kind of their first foray into mainstream pop access. Uh, previously, they had been very artsy, especially in the Peter Gabriel era, harder to kind of... Um, grasp, you know what I mean? But here, for the most part, it's a lot more, it sounds a lot more like Phil Collins, you know what I mean? Especially the ballads. A lot of people would say that it, that these ballads that are on this album are just Phil Collins songs. They wouldn't go, that's Genesis. They just sound like Phil Collins they songs, like you those. know. But there's there's plenty going on to satisfy the, the progness, if you will. Key change. Key change. Hey! From F to G. There we go. A whole step key change for you guys there. Straight into it. Phil Collins just has a voice that is unlike any other in the world. And I love it so much. One of my all-time favorite voices. It, 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 It can be tender, but it can be really intense. Really intense. Without sounding... Growly or or he doesn't lose quality. Yeah, for sure. The end of the video nice is pretty out. funny. Um, they all four gather around and they're all singing, or, or all three of them gather around. And they're all singing acapella. It's pretty funny. Little end of the video. I like that video. They're all playing different instruments. Yeah, rototoms. Probably digital. Bill Collins is digital. Yeah. The song was originally called Monkey Zulu. Yeah. Because you know kind of Zulu. Uh, what is it about? What is it about British guys liking to sing the word monkey? <laughs> you got this, and they say it specific a specific way, right? You got Phil Collins on this song. You've got uh, uh, Peter Gabriel on Shock the Monkey. You've got Martin Page on Monkey in My Dreams. Monkey. They just like the way it comes out. Song is called Tonight, Tonight, Tonight. That is a weird, out of key sound. It's dissonant, but it's and it gives the song an unsettling feeling right away. Um, and the song is actually about. Did you did you dig into the, the what the song is about? Um, it's going to ruin it for you. No. It's about trying to hook up with a drug dealer. Oh no. For, for a cocaine deal. No. Yeah. So reread the lyrics now that you know that. And uh, it's, it makes it it's kind of dark. I do know when they play it live, they lower it to accommodate his voice. I think here it's in G minor. But. There's a great moment, and I'm going to, whatever we're doing, I'm going to make a stop talking when it gets there. They already did it once, but before the chorus... When the lyric is just oh, and the, the chord shifts, and it's and it's just a vibe shift for a moment before the chorus hits, unbelievable. There's several of those on this album. This is one of my favorites. It goes major. 
right here. It's going to go up one more chord and go major. Oh, Huge. golly. That's like opening the curtains to sunlight. You know what I mean? Just that second chord in the chorus. So good. This was a single from this album, and it oh, did yeah. well. Surprising. Yeah, Be- all five singles off this album cracked the top five on the Billboard. At the same, uh, not at the same time, same right? Album. But it, but yep. they became the first band to have five Hot 100 hits at the same time. Off the same album, excuse me. And this is the first one in the on the album that kind of has a touch of that previous Genesis prog. Not yet. Here it's a, just a dark ballad. But it's it's going to get to some instrumental section here pretty soon. One of my favorite things Phil Collins does, and he does it regularly, does it throughout this album, is he does this little, where he'll take a single note and just put kind of a dip in the middle of it. Yep. And he does it all the time. And I just, ugh, I love it so much. So here's our first kind of, Musical break. Yeah. This would be where the song was called Monkey Zulu. This was the Zulu this part. This is the Zulu, yeah. Just sounds. They're like, give me a can to beat. So while we, while we got this section here, I just want to read the track list to this album. Like, if you're... If you've never really just sat down and thought about what a banger this album is, here's the track list. Invisible Touch. Hit. Tonight, Tonight, Tonight. Hit. Land of Confusion. Hit. In Too Deep. Hit. Anything She Does. Personal. Yeah. Hit. Right, yeah. Domino, which we'll is through, not a good. hit, but it's a deep cut yeah. that your Genesis yeah. heads really love. Yep. Throwing It All Away. Hit. Hit. The Brazilian. Instrumental. Right. Yeah, okay. instrumental. To close out the album. Like, it, I mean, it does not really get much huger than this album. You know what I mean? It's just chocked full. Like, really only Michael Jackson has albums chocked f- full of more hits than this. And that, m- maybe only one or two albums, you know? This is their 13th album by the band Genesis. 13th. Their highest selling album. Yeah. We had a debate over whether to do this, this album one or We Can't Dance. Or We Can't Dance, yeah, because they're both so classic and we love them so much. But we decided to do this one as it's kind of their breakout as far as pop success. The lyrics surprise me every time coming back Welcome in. Back. Yeah, yep. I get taken into this into this world, and I kind of forget that I'm listening to a song. I'm just like, all right, well, I guess what I'm going to do for the rest of my life is just listen to this groove. <laughs> Little hint at the next track or track four, yeah. in too deep. This is, this is sits. my favorite loud, big vocal yeah. part coming out. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Y'all can scream it with us if you want. <laughs> I'll stay out of the mic. Yeah, do it off my <laughs> Get me out of here. Get me out of here. I was early. <laughs> we both came in early. 
<laughs> we just couldn't wait to get out we of here. We ruined it. <laughs> Yeah, drug deal. Song's about, <laughs> song is about trying to hook up for a drug deal. That's, yeah. I can't believe we came in early. <laughs> <laughs> we were both like, dude, yeah. We both got to get out of here. Here comes my moment. I know, right? <laughs> Swing and a miss. <laughs> so obviously the radio version of this song is... Much shorter. Much shorter, yeah. Because this is a solid... What, eight I minutes? think they probably cut out about two seconds before they get me out of here, and that's why <laughs> me and Rob right. missed it. <laughs> yeah, going to that four minor chord. It's eight minutes and forty nine seconds for oh. your pure listening enjoyment. Wow. Second longest song on the album. Second longest, next to Domino. All right, we got another chance. Oh, we coming. get another chance to, yeah. to get me out of here. Yeah. I think this song is a cry for help, man. You know, got wrestling with like, I, I shit, I, I got a chance to not do this. Here comes. It doesn't quite land the same because they go back to that four minor chord. Yeah. It's not as epic as the first time. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, they usually wrote the lyrics for a track after it had been recorded. So they got the, which is why you end up with songs called Monkey Zulu yeah. at first. You know what I'm saying? They're like, what, how does this feel? How does it feel? What's yeah. it make you want to say, right? Um, and uh, But the band felt that having one member responsible for a song's lyrics was ideal um, as they had a strong enough direction to carry the message through. So they would have one person do the lyrics you know, per song. Whoever was feeling it or whoever they thought, oh, you should write the lyrics for this. And um, so Phil Collins wrote the words for Invisible Touch, Tonight, 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 and In Too Deep. Mike Rutherford wrote Land of Confusion and Throwing It All Away. And uh, Tony Banks wrote Domino and Anything She Does. And they would record a... A guide vocal over a demo first. And the then, guide vocal, would it just be sing the melody? If there was no words, yeah. Um, but, um, and then and then they would record each part individually, and live record live drums uh, recorded dead last, which is usually like the first thing That's you record. That's the backbone that yeah. you normally set down. But uh, they would go, but you know, Phil Collins was regularly, he would lay down a drum loop, right? He would lay down a, a um, you know, a drum sample that would go through the whole song, and then they would record everything over the top of that. Oh, man. Speaking of awesome videos. Woo! Boy, right here, this is it. That bass is so relentless. Do you hear Disturbed every time you hear it, though? Do you go, rock, rock? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've only I've only listened to the Disturbed version of this maybe twice. Man, I it's, like the Disturbed It's version. really good. It's good. I feel like Disturbed has a, a knack for covers, knowing what to do. It's on uh, 2000 Fist in the Air. Great album, by the way, if you get a chance. So, yeah, the, the video that I kind of handed out, it's band members as these, like, character puppets. Yeah. They're from, like, the 1980s puppets. It's called Spitting Image. Yeah. Um, and there's even, like, Nancy and Ronald Reagan puppets and a monkey. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's basically, it, it kind of mirrors the idea of the video. So, there, I mean, of the of the lyric. Um Genesis is not a very political band. They don't throw out a lot of political messages. But this is one of their few sort of um, 
it's it's kind of like a protest song. They're Mini just, dig. Yeah, they're just kind of saying like, listen, man, all these politicians are going to get us all killed. Yeah. Basically, you know, the people in power are obsessed with their own power, and you know, they're gonna they're gonna destroy the world. Um, and um, and so the kind of the focal character in the video is Ronald Reagan, um, but. Uh, and literally in this in this verse they're singing about Superman where are you and Ronald Reagan's running around in a Superman costume like in tights but um so it's it's him having a nightmare and he's soaking the bed is soaking wet and it water keeps rising and rising and rising until eventually his whole room is underwater and um but it's just a nightmare and so like Ayatollah Khomeini uh you know all these other world leaders make appearances in the video and then at the end, it kind of turns into a We Are the World, yeah. where you've got Michael Jackson and, like, Hulk Hogan, yeah. but these puppet versions of, you know, all these celebrities, uh, like, I think Dolly Parton, maybe, you know, just random, like, and they're all, like, singing around, you know. I remember seeing it as a kid, and I, I only saw the video maybe once or twice as a kid, but it always made a mark on me. I always yeah. remembered, oh, that's, that's Genesis. Uh-huh. Like, that's what they do. They're that weird puppet band. Yep. This uh, video, this is from songfacts.com. The video won the 1987 Grammy for Best Concept Music Video. It was the only Grammy Genesis ever won. Wow. And they weren't even in the video. <laughs> right? Uh, at the MTV Video Music Awards, this video uh, was nominated in six categories. It was huge. But it lost all of them to Peter, Peter Gabriel's Gabriel. Sledgehammer. Man. Really great use, and we may be past hearing it. Uh, on this song, but uh, the first couple songs, I was really noticing great use of selective vocal delay uh, on this record. On the previous song, on Tonight, 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 you would hear him sing, Tonight, 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 oh ho, and that O oh would have echo on the It'll end of the end only. On. The rest of the line was dry, and then it would carry out the end. On this one, you get the reverse. He'll sing, um, he'll sing, um, let's see, he may do it right here. Hang on, let's listen. He sings lines that have. There it was. Our generation, shun, shun, we'll put it right, is dry. So the internal section of the line has delay, has delay on but it. But it's chopped off at the end. It's chopped off at the end, which adds like two layers of kind of discomfort. You know what I mean? You've got it makes the it makes it adds a little bit of chaos to that. While he's still singing, there's delay over these tight vocals, and then at the end of the line, it's bare, and it, it almost feels uh, abrupt stop. Yeah, slamming on your brakes. Yeah. And it just really adds to the production. Something that I never really noticed before until I was listening kind of critically, you know, for our research. I really think this groove is aided by the syncopated hi-hat throughout. Instead of... You know what I mean? I think it would take away from it. It's a nice use of... Phil Collins is really good at tasty percussion, tasty drum parts like that. He does enough, but not too much. Great riff. Oh, yeah. And it's simple. It's not hard. A lot of... Bom, bom, that's like the live ending. Yeah. You know, how do we how do we get out how, of this? We, we can't fade it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Here we go. Here's the slow It's about jam. to get sappy. It's, it really is. This is one that you could easily go, if you didn't know this was Genesis, you would just go, oh, that Phil Collins, Phil Collins song. song. Yeah. yeah. 
As a matter of fact, I think this is the one that is mentioned in the movie American Psycho. Yeah, it is. Yep, it's in American Psycho with Christian Bale. It was actually written for another movie called Mona Lisa with Michael Caine, Bob Hoskins, and some others. I never saw that movie. I've seen American Psycho. Um, but the video actually has Tony Banks playing a piano, but this is definitely played on a keyboard. Sure. Like he's sitting at a regular yeah. piano. And I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I haven't seen American Psycho, but I did watch a little bit of the clip to kind of get a grip of the um, of the, uh, the mentions of this and 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 uh, Phil Collins and Genesis. And I and I I think he actually attributes this song to Phil Collins. I think he's holding up a Phil Collins CD. It's like uh, I don't Miss know if reference. It's, it's one of the ones that just has Phil Collins' face on it. All his early Probably albums. No jacket did. required. But or yeah. Um, and then he starts talking about his work with Genesis. So I think the implication was that this was actually a Phil Collins song. But it basically is. Let's be real. They only played this on the American gigs of the tour. Really? Yep. So. I guess maybe it wasn't a hit other places. I don't know. Maybe not. A hit, hit now. Yeah. It was a B-side to one of the others, too. It wasn't even the front on the cassette in the vinyl. Some really tasty guitar work on this. Really uh, subdued or whatever, you know? I think we're in A-flat, I think. I didn't even bother to look up the keys. There's so much good theory in this that I just went, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> like, it's kind of sad, but... kind of a sad relationship song, you know? That's one, that one little syncopated cymbal hit. I, I'm, I'm not, I don't feel it. I don't feel that Phil Collins uh, and and Genesis too, but Phil Collins particular for me is an all time jukebox artist. Absolutely. Like if I go in and Phil's on the jukebox, he's getting played. Period. Little tasty, yeah. Clapton esque. You know, it's a little reminiscent of uh, I wish you would rain down. That sort of tasteful guitar work. Great change right here. Yeah. Keyboard solo in a ballad. We'll talk a little bit about Tony Banks in a minute, but that's one thing that he and Mike Rutherford are both noted for was their kind of subdued work. Like they had chops, but they didn't always use them. Just tasteful, you know? Phil Collins' toms sound like nobody else is on earth. They sound like, they kind of sound like trash cans, but like really nice ones. <laughs> he sprung for the hefty bags. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. 
I guess it's about time for me to say this. JP. <laughs> no, no. I think it's time to break no, up. No, do it. No, it's no. not you. <laughs> it's, it's me. It's not. It's me, It's man. not me. It's you. <laughs> I'm just, I'm in too deep, man. I'm in too deep. Y'all aren't crying right now. Sorry. <laughs> All right, couple skate is now ending. Everybody right. back out to the floor. That's right. That's good. Yeah. I, I, now we're going to do limbo. <laughs> and we're going to do the big dice. Yeah, the, yeah, the big Everybody go to one corner, we're going to race to the middle and get stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. I really it, my brain associates especially the song Invisible Touch with a roller skate ring. I, I did, oh, time out. This is as 80s as this you could possibly sound, right? So much fun here. I consider this the hidden gem of the album. Yeah. When the the, the first melody comes in, oh yeah. Oh the my chorus, goodness. Money. Yeah. <sighs> my gosh. Like it's like what is this? And then the melody hits and you go, "Whoa." <laughs> We're key change for no reason, and then that melody just soars. Another concept video: uh, security guy keeps people from backstage to meet the band. Nerdy security guy. Did you see the video? Mm-mm. And these girls are trying to convince him to let them backstage. Um, so it's, it's pretty pretty neat little uh, little concept video. This is one of those songs where. Um, you know, I just kind of, I don't pay much attention to the lyrics until I have to. Um, and so I just co- kind of always thought it was about an unattainable girl. You know what I mean? A, a um, But it, it goes kind of one layer further yeah, than that. It's and it's uh, apparently, um, apparently the song is, is about basically pinup girls. Uh, they would have, um, you know, hold on, let's hit the chorus. There's the dip, the Phil Collins dip. Uh, so yeah, they basically had uh, pictures of uh, women without clothing to some degree, or maybe all degrees. I don't know. Um, up on the walls while they were recording, and this is a song about those women. And and you know, like I'm basically I'm falling in love with a pinup girl. And uh, this is maybe this is maybe this is uh, the the B side to Angel is a Centerfold. You know what I mean? This is. That groove. They sample a. It's from a horn part from another Genesis song. Oh, really? Uh, Paper Plate features uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, cool. So I found out an interesting tidbit uh, in researching Genesis for this, and that was their. Um, he wasn't their first guitar player, he was their second guitar player, but uh, a guy named Steve Hackett. Um, and uh, it was pretty interesting. It was um, he later formed uh, the supergroup GTO uh, with Steve Howe uh, from Yes, and but he is actually the progenitor, the creator of the uh, two-hand tapping guitar technique oh, that, really? that Eddie Van Halen is famous for. Oh is, wow, I didn't know that. It's attributed, you know, most often to him. Um, it was a uh, it was a Steve Hackett thing first. And I had heard references to Billy Gibbons and Jimmy Page doing basically where they would do a bend and then do a single note tap and then release the bend. I'd heard Eddie Van Halen say that before. 
I've never heard him talk about Steve Hackett, but apparently he acknowledges that, like, yeah, this was Steve Hackett's thing, and I just kind of took it and ran. Went um, another step further. Or... Yeah. Um, so, but if you listen to uh, this song, uh, uh, the musical box from Genesis's Genesis's third album, the 1971 album called Nursery Crime, he's got a solo in there on the song, the musical box, where it's very clearly it's got that that very unique, you know, that you know this is two hand tapping. It's not just a single note or whatever. Um, but it's that sort of, you know, minor uh, ar- arpeggio of a minor chord kind of thing, you know. And you go, oh, crap, it's true. I'm not just internet rumors. <laughs> yeah, the band, uh, they play little air band saxophones on this video. And this is the only track they don't play, they didn't play live on this tour because Tony Banks is like, man, that song's way too hard to play. Really? So they don't play it live. So they use the video to introduce the band on tour. Ah. So, like, they played this video to bring them on stage to introduce cool. the band on tour. Interesting. I wonder what the, because the current keyboard part right here is just kind of ding, 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 ding. So I wonder what it is. I'm sure there's other stuff that I'm missing. I love the ending. Just abrupt. You just think it's going to go forever, and then they're like, we're done. <laughs> All right, here we go. Buckle in. We got about 10 minutes and 45 seconds to hang out here for a little bit. <laughs> if you got to take a sandwich break, this is, this is <laughs> the one. the time to do it. This is Domino. This track is crazy. Sad, too. When they did this, when they did this live on the tour, this is the part where Phil would break away and talk about the uh, domino effect and how what happens in one part of the world affects those in other parts of the world. So. Written um, lyrically by Tony Banks, mm-hmm. he had an experience I think where he was in a uh, foreign country and there was some bombing happening. I, I, I can't remember the, the country. Uh, my brain says Syria, but I don't feel like that's right. I know you wanted to talk a, a, a little bit on Tony Banks. Do you have anything you wanted to yeah, absolutely. highlight on here? Kind this will not, be kind of our version of the Meet the Band section, I guess. Yeah, we're not doing a traditional Meet the Band because we're kind of listening. Hold on. Wait for the hits. I love the second set. So good. Yeah, um, let's, uh, let's talk about here a little bit about... Tony Banks. Domino is actually broke up into two parts while he's looking that up. Uh, the first part is actually called In the Glow of the Night, and part two is The Last Domino. So if you combine those two parts, it makes up the song Domino. So if you're looking at the back of your vinyl, or in this case, me, a CD, it'll say like track six is Domino, but then there's part one and part two. And this, uh, this section here, this groove is so good. The keyboard sound changes the vibe of the whole song here. It's so good. I'm trying, I'm trying to get to my Tony Banks notes. I'm uh, having trouble. Got so much here. We probably won't touch much on Mike Rutherford because after this, we're going to do part three of the trilogy, which will be uh, Mike and the Mechanics, where we'll highlight a lot on Mike Rutherford. Um, and if you guys want to go deep on... If you want to get in too deep, per se, on hey. Phil Collins, you can go back to our second episode of season two, where we did In the Air Tonight uh, by Phil Collins, and we talk a lot about him. Um, just a couple bullet points while he's looking up Tony Banks stuff that we referenced in that. Um, inducted to the Hall of Fame in 2010, as a, but as a member of Genesis. Um, so, that's kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anthony George Banks, there we go. March 27th, 1950. This is a cool, cool uh, testament to his impact. 
music, the site Music Radar um, did a, a ranking of the greatest keyboard players of all time. Did you see this? No. He is ranked number 11. Wow. Holy number cow. 11. And you, it's kind of a thing where um, that's kind of a, an under-the-radar pick, right? Um, yeah. But it's partially for them because of the, their great argument for him is that while he can totally wail like most prog keyboardists, uh, he most often does not. Right. Instead, choosing to serve each song with kind of a subtlety that it's uncommon to most progressive rock. Um, and uh, and the, here's the top ten. You want to hear the? This yeah, is I was about to say. To I'd love to hear in, the list. Like, who's he with? This, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the top ten from ten to one. Okay. And then I'm going to read it backwards, and you really get the impact of having okay. his name. Okay. So here's the top ten from ten to one. Elton John. Okay. Ray you. Charles. Okay. Uh, Richard Wright from Pink Floyd. Okay. Chick Corea, jazz yeah, legend, duh. right? Stevie Wonder. Okay. Herbie Hancock. Goodness gracious. Uh, John Lord from Deep Purple. Rick Wakeman of Yes. Keith Emerson and Jordan Rudis. Rudis. From I was Dream about to say Rudis has got to be number yeah. one. So now let's go backwards and just see, like, to to be able to put your name at the end of this list, yeah. right? Jordan Rudis, Keith Emerson, Rick Wakeman, uh, John Lord, Herbie Hancock, Stevie Wonder, Chick Corea, uh, Richard Wright, uh, Ray Charles, Elton John, Tony Banks. Goodness gracious. Come on, like... Did you write down number 12? I was going to say, who I, just you know what? I didn't. Out. I didn't. I saw it, but I didn't write it down. <laughs> Anthony Berger. <laughs> <laughs> Where my Southern Gospel peeps at? Yeah, y'all don't know. Look that guy up. <laughs> Played at my parents' wedding. No way. Kid you not. His yeah. brother uh, had a music store in Athens in the Friendly City. Solid. Yeah, my. Uh... Oh, hey. Oh, oh my Here's that part two. Oh, part two. So this part is originally, if it's broken up, this part is called the Last Domino, and it really gets kicked into a. Um, it's it kind of goes into a. This part was written from a nightmare that Tony Banks had, um, or and or at least written about a nightmare. I'm not exactly sure which, but the the language changes. It everything gets kind of surreal. This feels it, like a nightmare. It does. It's very uh, atonal in spots, or at least dissonant. Not atonal, but dissonant. Notes that uh, rub against each other in in weird ways. And there's a line in here that makes me laugh every time. I can't help it. It's sad, and it's describing terrible things. The line about children playing with boots, the way it lands, I can't help it. Listen to this chord coming. It's one of my favorite things on the whole album. Oh! That's nasty. And it's over the word blood? Yeah, it just, oh, the way that lands. Yeah, this line about children playing with boots, the way it so doesn't rhyme and just sings. (laughs) Just listen. It's boats. It's boats. It's boats. Oh, I was man. like, hey, Rob's saying boots. I think it's boats. It's boats. <laughs> okay, well maybe. Okay, I can make myself make that better then, because I thought. I just think like this is about abject. You know what I'm saying? Like you're like like your your house just got exploded and uh-huh. kids are out there just playing with boots. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And that's not funny at all. Yeah. But the way it sings and the way it comes out and just yeah. it's the opposite of whatever a rhyme is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So, like <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Boats. Playing with boats. Okay. All right, look up the lyrics, Rob. <laughs> I was like, I grabbed the inner liner notes. I was like, boots. I don't remember. <laughs> this is this is how you end up telling people that uh, John Fogarty's lyric was uh, put, me put me in, in cold. Put me in cold, yeah. 
<laughs> Season three reference. Go For those of you that don't follow our Facebook conversations uh, on on Facebook.com slash groups slash Great Song Pod, um, we definitely had to apologize because we put out a conspiracy theory as near fact um, and then later realized. In our defense, we were, we were debating wrong. it amongst ourselves. Yes, still, yes, yes. So. Uh, but, uh, but we gave credence to a, to a conspiracy theory that is, was in fact wrong and that the simple solution to was to read the lyrics from the liner notes. <laughs> My favorite part of that is you said we gave credence and it was about a John Fogarty oh, song. Oh, wow. Nice accidental reference. I love this melody. It's so like 50s rock and roll, but it goes so well. Yeah. Come on, Phil. Here comes the dip again. Why is Domino's Pizza never used this song for a commercial? Oh, man. Gotta go Domino's. I know. You know, right? like, goodness gracious. I can pitch it to Little Caesars. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is kind of a of a nihilistic, uh, you know, really grim perspective. There's nothing you can do when you're next in line. Like, you have no choice but to fall because of yep. the actions of others and the, you know what I mean. It kind of a uh, this almost acts as a sequel to Land of Confusion, right? If if um, if Land of Confusion is the uh, the introduction of the premise, right? We're on the brink of disaster. Then this is the like apocalyptic sequel to Land of Confusion. If this we is don't, revelation. If, yes, exactly. <laughs> we, if we don't do something, when's the part about like Joseph and Potiphar? And <laughs> when is that in Genesis? Where's where's that part of this album? Twelve tribes and whatnot. <laughs> Passover, Red Sea, all that. No, <laughs> I guess that was later. Red Sea was later. All right, fine. Blood. <laughs> Their uh, Genesis first album is actually called From Genesis to Revelation. They were originally they're most famous as a trio. Uh, you know the the incarnation that. Most people know as Genesis is Phil Collins, Tony Banks, Mike Rutherford. They were originally a quintet with Chris Stewart on drums, Anthony Phillips on guitar, Tony Banks, Mike Rutherford, and Peter Gabriel on lead vocals. And their first album uh, sounds it 1968 from Genesis to Revelation sounds pretty exactly like British 1968 that isn't the Beatles or the Stones. Uh, it kind of sounds like the soundtrack to an Austin Powers movie. You know, it's like ambitious Brit folk pop. But it bears little to no resemblance to how you likely know Genesis. It's kind of tough to picture what we're talking about with Domino blaring underneath. Like, True, but yes. It's completely different of what yeah. we're currently embracing. Yes. Now, it does sound something like you may know Peter Gabriel. You hear a little bit of, of who Peter Gabriel really is in there, but mostly it just sounds like British folk pop. The second album, Trespass, feels immediately more like you would expect from Genesis. It's definitely the beginning of the prog Genesis era. And then Phil Collins joined the band later in 1970, uh, along with Steve Hackett, who we mentioned. 
your um, Gabriel era purists. You know, there's always people who, no matter what, will always like the first incarnation of a band better, right? Uh, oh, yeah. You've got your David Lee Roth and Halenites, your, you know, Aussie Black Sabbathites, uh, you know, which, I mean, they're right. Um, but, uh, um, you know, anytime a band ha- replaces lead singer, it's so vital, even more so. Steve Perry. Almost all the time. And- yes, exactly. Almost, almost more so than a. Um, uh, than a than a yeah than like a lead guitarist or whatever you know Chicago you know with uh, with um, Peter Cetera. Help me, with Peter Cetera yeah you know what I mean people are just like it's not the same you know what I mean so you got your people who will just totally shut down if you're like oh I like Genesis and they're like oh yeah 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 Invisible Touch ew get away you know those are the, yeah they you know they're the guardians of the Peter Gabriel era Genesis um, and they'll they'll probably cite. Peter Gabriel's final two albums with the band as the band's peak, right? Uh, 1973's Selling England by the Pound and 1974's concept album The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. We are now in Throwing It All Away, track yeah. seven, which is the last of the five big singles off this album. True. Um, originally called Zephyr and Zeppo. You see okay. that? Uh, All right. The video is just... I know I talk a lot about the videos. I, I like to watch the videos, as you can tell. In this. Uh, video is just sound checks of them on their uh, 1985 tour. It's Phil Collins going around with a Sony Handycam, just doing the, like his video yeah. of it, which I think is neat. It's the early vlog, you know, the road vlog. Yeah. They're like, guys, this album is hot. We need another single, and we need a video. Yep. But we're out of money. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make it ourselves. Yeah. We'll make it up later. Just, Phil, go buy a camera. I had a little Sony Handycam at one time. It's one of the few things I remember taking back because I didn't really get the use out of it and getting my money back at Walmart. I remember taking this back like, I just bought this a week or two ago. Is it okay that I exchange it and get my money back? And they let you. They let me. Wow. Good job, Walmart. I don't think they do that with electronics anymore. Drums in this sounded so good. I mean, Phil Collins' drum sounds are always on point, no matter what. Here's another kind of dip. Yeah. Uh, so, Steve Hackett, second guitarist, he left after the two post-Gabriel albums. So, Peter Gabriel leaves to pursue a solo career um, so he can be weird and do weird stage shows and be more theatrical. Um, and then Steve Hackett leaves two albums later, and that's when Genesis is whittled down to the three that you know now, Rutherford, Banks, and Collins. And Phil Collins left Genesis in 1996, by the way, to uh, further pursue his already legendary solo career. solo career. I mean, 1996, Phil Collins has already cemented his legacy. But uh, Genesis did record one more album without him, uh, Calling All Stations, in 1997, with a Scottish singer named Ray Wilson on lead vocals. Uh, it flopped, and they haven't recorded new material since. They have gotten back together as this version of Genesis and released some live albums and done, I think, a tour, maybe two, as Genesis. I think the neat thing about too this when they put this album out, it came after the '84 Mama tour, which was a big tour already. It had "That's All" and "Mama" on it and mm-hmm. everything. Um, and one thing that I don't think we talked about is what each person does on this album. We'd mentioned they're True. a three-piece, but Tony Banks, who we mentioned, does keys and synth bass. Phil Collins, obviously the lead vocalist and plays drums, and Mike Rutherford does guitar work and bass on this. So. Yeah, he was originally bassist, mm-hmm. and then when Steve Hackett left, uh, he took over guitar Dude, duties. Both and 
he would do both, um, and then live he would go back and forth. Swap. They would they had somebody else who would come and play. Uh, let's see, he would play bass on the songs that he originally played bass on, and the other guy would play guitar, and then they would swap, mm-hmm. and he would play guitar on the new stuff, and the other guy would play bass. Last song, instrumental. That song, this is o- almost over already. Called The Brazilian. Kind of flew Brazilian. by. This, this was actually featured on an episode of Magnum P.I. Sounds like it. Sounds very... Sounds uh, exactly like sounds Magnum P.I. Sounds very cop mustache for you there. Yeah. This is about a, uh, a bad waxing experience that Phil Collins had. <laughs> Four minutes and 49 seconds of this, and then we're, we'll be saying farewell, guys. Until next time. Sounds like we're in danger. I think we're going to be fine. <laughs> we got Mike of the Mechanics coming up next. That's it's right. go- everything's going to be fine. Hope you guys have enjoyed part two of this trilogy. Yeah. Well, one thing that we haven't really talked about is how Phil Collins ended up as the lead singer of Genesis. Oh, yeah. It's an interesting, interesting story. So... He was the drummer for the band at this point, and then uh, 1975, Peter Gabriel left, and they were looking for a new lead singer, uh, but in the meantime, they were already writing new material. They never stopped writing, and Phil started doing the demos. Um, this is a nice touch right here. All these gong hits. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Phil starts singing the demos, and as they're auditioning singers they go well nobody's doing as well as phil does on the demos so let's just do let's just use phil and uh holy cow that was wise yeah that was wise that's putting it lightly Yeah, we talked on uh, the on the Phil Collins episode about how he actually got into Genesis. They auditioned at Peter Gabriel's house, so he went yep. in and watched everyone. He was the one to go last, so yeah. he went and memorized what everybody else was doing. And uh, the other prerequisite to be the drummer for Genesis is they had to be able to play a twelve-string acoustic guitar. No kidding. So Phil Collins has to be had to be able to play a twelve-string acoustic. I did not know that. That's awesome. He's deaf in his left ear. No kidding. Yeah. All the gongs. Give me all the gongs. A gong gives that. I I think we've talked a little bit about parallel compression, where you've got two tracks playing, and you hear this a lot with synths, like that pulse that go, where you'll take a, uh, what's called parallel compression. You've got two tracks, and one track, let's say a kick drum, listens to another, and... Uh, and the other track, whenever it hears the kick drum, it backs away. And that's how you get these synth tracks that, like, the real sound of a synth is just... But whenever it hears a kick drum, it backs away, so you get... And that's what a gong sounds like naturally. You know what I mean? There's no impact on the beat. Everything's after. Hindsight, for this track, I wish we would put heavy delay and have sung our facts in the style of Bill Collins. (laughs) We had to do the dip. Let me see if I can find one. Hang on. <laughs> tonight, tonight, tonight was about a cocaine deal. <laughs> well played. Was it? I'm not sure it was. So here we have a traditional prog keyboard solo. 
Or is it guitar? I think it's, it's guitar. guitar. <laughs> it yeah. fooled me at the beginning. Yeah. That's guitar. You know, so I've li- listened to too much Dream Theater and uh-huh. gotten fooled too many times by Derek Sherinian when yeah. he was there. He would play these keyboard solos that you just couldn't tell. Yeah. There you go. All right, guys. Fading out the Genesis album, Invisible Touch. We have had classic. a lot of requests to do album listen throughs, so that's why we we decided to. And we've talked Absolutely. about doing this one for a while. We really have since season one. We've talked we about like, doing this album. We know we want to do the Sting one first, but then we're like, which one do we do second? And we immediately jumped to Genesis, but based on timing, we did the Hendrix one. Yeah, um, last season. But fantastic, fantastic album. Good, good call all around. Absolutely. Right. Thanks for joining us for part two of our Genesis family tree trio uh, to open season four. Thanks for hanging with us. And uh, man, we'll see you in just a second. If you want to stick around or, you know what, if you need to listen to Mike tomorrow, Mike and the, Mike and the mechanics tomorrow, spread it out. That's fine. It's what podcasts are for. Listen at your leisure. At you know? your convenience. We just wanted to give you a lot of stuff to say thanks for hanging around over the summer break. So uh, we're going to move on to Mike and the mechanics next. But uh, if you're going to stop this one, then uh, make sure and hit us up online. Hit us on Twitter at great song pod. Facebook.com slash groups slash Great Song Pod. If you want to be a part of the group called Great Songs and the People, Great People Who Love Them Greatly. Uh, and as always, you can just hit us up at GreatSongPodcast.com. Check out the archives. Uh, get yourself a t shirt. My personal new favorite is uh, the Leoshi t shirt yeah. from the Skilo episode. <laughs> um, I can't believe I actually followed through and made that shirt, <laughs> it but was it's great. It's my new favorite. Um, sorry, gorilla, gorilla, gorilla. I have a new favorite. <laughs> and Neil Sean. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, hit us up online. Let us know what you want to hear this season. Let us know uh, how we can make your life better. If we can bring you some uh, some pizza, gotta go Domino's. You know, <laughs> so right. uh, not sponsored. Not a sponsored. Uh, not a sponsored ad by Domino's by any means. Uh, but anyway, yep. Until next time, I'm Rob. I am JP. Go listen to some music. <laughs>